You are now listening to the Hot Take Hotbox. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. You are now listening to the Hot Take Hotbox. You are now listening to the Hot Take Hotbox. You are now listening to the Hot Take Hotbox. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Hot Take Hotbox in the year 2022. My name is Matt McSweeney. As always, thank you for joining me. Lots to talk about in the Philadelphia sports world. Our Philadelphia Eagles have clinched a playoff berth for the first time since the 2019 season. Uh, through what what has been an absolutely crazy season from beginning to end. Uh, starts off 2-5 and five with, you know, constantly throwing the ball and us pulling our hair out, screaming that Sirianni may not be the man for the job. Turning into this playoff berth where I am have been so thoroughly impressed with Sirianni and the way he's been able to navigate these uh, treacherous times. I mean, it, it got ugly for him for a good section of this season. You know, people throwing flowers at him and... Uh, you know, a lot of the just vitriol was coming out after, you know, we didn't start so well and every, you know, all the things that we had thought were going to happen did not happen. You know, we lost to a lot of good teams. We played a lot of good teams early on in the season and then, uh, you know, schedule worked out in our favor towards the, towards the end of the season. We've had a lot of games against, you know, division opponents and teams that, you know, not exactly at the top of the NFL, uh, given record wise and whatnot. So we were able to take care of business. I made a comparison earlier in the season though. This is kind of reminded me of the Phillies, but the difference between us or the, the Eagles and the Phillies and their, the Phillies 2021 season was that the Eagles actually took care of business against teams that they had to take care of business against. You know, the, the Phillies would lose to the Diamondbacks and the Pirates and, you know, well, that's that's part of the big reason why when you come to the end of the season and you have a you know three game series against the your division opponent you need to win every single game the reason is you've put yourself in the hole by losing games that you should have never lost so the Eagles were able to take care of business teams like the Vikings and the Saints you know that luckily we were able to uh pass them based off the fact that the Vikings just aren't that good and the Saints didn't have a, a quality quarterback and they've been banged up pretty much all season long so I've been thoroughly uh, impressed by Nick Sirianni's ability to adjust and just realize what was happening and the thing that he was doing or his plan originally, you know, what, what the way they were running things early in the season was not working. The offense, the thre- the just kind of the traditional prototypical West Coast sort of just, you know, let the quarterback drop back and go through his re- like that that wasn't going to work. You know, whether Jalen's not at that level of his progression as a player yet, and he's just not ready to do that. It's not, it's not, maybe even he may never get there, but it's not his skill set. And we wanted the coach and the team to use the skill set of the players that we have right now to try and best win games. And they eventually, you know, they came around and, you know, you can use whatever excuse or, you know, a lot of, see, I have, Fans from other teams hit me up telling me, oh, well, the schedule and you guys, you guys are going to get blown. Whatever. It doesn't matter. We, we won the games. We took care of business. We're in the playoffs and we deserve, you know, we deserve to be in the playoffs. It's not, this isn't some lucky thing or, you know, we won the games and these other teams did not win the games. We are one of the best seven teams in the NFC and we 100% deserve to be here. We have pounded the rock down people's throats 
for a good two to three months now. And no one has been able to stop it. Not yet. And, you know, maybe that, that's going to come towards these playoffs when we finally get in there with the team that can, can you know, maybe stop our run. Maybe, you know, Tampa Bay is a great run defense team like that. Maybe, maybe we run into some troubles, but we're not there yet. You know, we don't have to worry about that. We will have our playoff opponent by Sunday and we will know exactly who we're playing. I, I seen a lot of the scenarios and, you know, originally it might've been the Cowboys, but now it seems like it's looking like it's going to be Tampa Bay in Tampa. They have their own situation going on with uh, the Super Gremlin and just, you know, everything with AB and their team collapsing and guys getting injured. And, you know, I- I'm not saying they're done. They're, it's not going to be easy. But if we were to have a chance to go into Tampa Bay and win this, this seems like a, a prime opportunity or situation. And, we you know, I was at the game uh, when that was the only Eagles game I was able to uh, make it out to this year was that Eagles-Tampa game October 14th on Thursday night. And, they, you know. We, 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 we looked, we didn't win the game, but it was a game where we didn't start well and we kind of turned it on towards the end. It was a little too late, too little too late. You know, Jake Elliott, they went for that field goal that was mind-blowing in that game at some point. They missed a field goal. field goal that would have absolutely done nothing. We needed touchdowns and it was just a, a game, you know, that was kind of one of the last couple, you know, last situation or last like games that I remember where I was like, oh my God, like this, this isn't going to like, this is bad. The, 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 what we're doing right now is not working. And, you know, they they were running the ball, but they had not really committed to running the ball until it seemed like, it seemed like that Oak, the, I keep calling them Oakland, but the Las Vegas Raiders game uh, that they lost and Miles Sanders got hurt and everything, but they, it seemed like he, something had flipped a switch and enough of the people have been screaming at him at these games where it's like, okay, maybe I will, you know, switch to run the ball. I'm not saying the fans did it, but he, if something clicked in his head eventually, like maybe we should try this. And they began to pound the rock with an offensive line that you can go back and listen to all my episodes in the preseason. I talked about that was it. This was going to be the way to win. This is the only chance that we had to be a, be the team that we are right now. That was running the ball. That was maintaining the clock and dominating the time of possession battle, and we we've done it, man. We we've we've uh, been able to turn this thing around, and we are now on the brink. We are nine and seven, and whether we end up ten and seven or nine and eight, it's not really going to matter because we are in the playoffs. I don't think a lot of the starters are going to play this weekend against the Cowboys. Uh, we can talk about the Washington football team game this past weekend, where another game, with which I think will. If we were to lose, is going to be our downfall is the fact that this team does not start well. It hasn't all season, and it's, you know, since we've been playing these not-so-good teams, we're able to get away with it and, and just, you, uh, I guess, just persevere and battle through this adversity that we create in the beginning of every single game. We were down 16-7 in the fourth quarter of this uh, football game, and Hurts and the boys were able to come back and turn it around, but I think it was actually 16 or 16, seven or yes, I think it was 16, seven at the end of the third quarter, like toward, towards the end portion of the third quarter. I think they did score at the end of the third quarter, but minor details, but on the hot take hot box, we like to get these things right. You know, we don't like to, we don't like to play around. So this is an Eagles team. Who's won seven of their last nine games. <clears throat> and the only games they lost were a game against the Giants who they had no business losing to and you know 
that that's easily been their worst game of this whole stretch, and they lost to the Chargers. You know, the, the, this stretch starts right at that Lions game where they went into Detroit and absolutely decimated the team who hadn't won yet. We didn't know at the time. You know, it was like, okay, you beat the Lions, big deal, right? That that was my my thought process, and I'm sure it was the thought process of a lot of people around here. But since then, they've continued to just go on a absolute tear. And like I said, it was that Buccaneers game they lost, and then they went into Las Vegas, and everything went wrong again. And then they beat the Lions, they lose to the Chargers, and then they're one of their best wins, their best two wins of the season, Broncos and Saints. Those were two games, you know, they handled the Saints, and the Broncos was one of the best performances by Jalen Hurts all season long, two touchdowns by Devontae Smith. So, you know, lost to the Giants, took care of business against the Jets, bye week, come out of the bye week, they, they beat up the Garrett Gilbert and the uh, Washington football team, took care of business against the Giants and Jake Fromm. You know, another win against Taylor Heineke now in the and the football team. And now in the playoffs, we will have the Dallas Cowboys coming to town on Saturday night in a game that doesn't really mean all that much. So I guess right now we don't really have much to discuss or get, you know, like we're excited about the playoffs, but right now it's kind of just in a holding pattern. A lot of the boys have COVID, Kelsey Cox, you know, all, all the whole whole crew has it, so. I guess it's good right now. Get it out of our system. Get this outbreak, you know, taken care of, so that next week when we're playing Tampa, we gotta we gotta travel to Tampa. That everything's a okay. We have our full squad, uh, you know, as much of our full squad as we possibly can, and, and we go in there and give ourselves the best opportunity to win. I, 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 I don't. Let's just say I don't feel like, oh yeah, we're gonna go down there and cook them, but like right now, but I feel way better now about it than I would have say, you know, after we lost that last Buccaneers game. I when we the Buccaneers came to town the first time, we know I, I can't imagine anyone really thought we were going to win that game, you know, and, and like I said we looked better in that game than uh, you know, I guess it, this it, it, we would have thought beforehand. I mean, the score is 20 what was it 28 to 22, so it was a closer game, but you know, you know what I mean. They're not as far away from us as we initially thought. And this Buccaneers team isn't the same team that it was last year. That same just uh, world beating, you, you know, everything's coming together at the right time sort of for them. They're kind of trending the opposite direction that we are. We are trending up. We've been trending up since that, you know, for the last nine weeks, two months, you know, two and a half months of the season. We've been, you know, got, we're, we're peaking at the right time. All right. And I am never one to dim excitement. I try not to. You know, maybe I maybe I have in the past, but it's only for good cause. In this situation, I am not going to do that. I I am all systems go. I can't wait. I'm very excited about the Eagles and their playoff chances. And you know, the future is as bright as it possibly can be. We will talk about all of the possible moves or anything we may make in the off season, or you know. Obviously, this team isn't. Uh, the, a lot of the discussion on the radio stations and whatnot has been like, uh, do you, you know, how excited are you? And you know, do you really think they have a chance? And how far away are they from a Super Bowl and whatnot? I, I think that's all premature for that discussion. Let's talk about right now. Let's talk about what this team is doing. Let's talk about, you know, what are our chances winning this game and whatever. And then after the season, we can talk about the things that we want to do and the. Players that we want to add, you know, Calvin Ridley now is going to possibly, maybe, potentially be available. So that's something we can look into and we can have fun with, and we will 
continue to look into all that. Looks like Jalen Hurts is going to be the quarterback, and he looks like he's earned it 100%. So we will see going forward. I look, you know, I, the Eagles game this weekend not exactly the most exciting thing, but you know, then you got the Super Gremlin who's now been released, uh, Antonio Brown, who going back and forth with uh, the Buccaneers and Bruce Arians and just drama all around the team, you know, before the playoffs is never good. So all of that is a contributing factor as to why my excitement level is pretty good. And I'm talking about the Bucks like it's already locked in. It is not locked in. We don't know who exactly we are going to play. We do know we're going to be traveling somewhere. We just don't know who we're going to play. So we will see. I will put that to bed. I don't want to beat a dead horse unnecessarily. If you look at the projections right now, and I'm on the score app, which is my go-to, that's uh, not an ad, but the Eagles are supposed to play the Rams right now, uh, you know, in SoFi. So uh, not in lo- not in love with that, but uh, honestly, any of these teams, it's not going to be easy. You're going to either play the Rams, Bucks, or Cowboys. So it's going to be one of those one of those three, and you know, the Packers have the bye, so. If you win, you may eventually have to go through Lambeau and play the Rodgers and everything, but let's not look too far ahead. Rams, you know, I, I, let's just say I'd rather play the Bucks than the Rams, and I'd rather play probably the Cowboys of, of all three, just because I think we would, you know, have a better chance, but also they cooked us early in the season. But that, that is a different, way, way different Eagles team than, uh, than, than the one that's going on now, uh, or that we have now, so... Let's let's put that to rest. Uh, we will worry about that after this after not after the season. After, well, technically after the regular season, but go Eagles. Uh, I I don't know what the deal is with the, this game this weekend. I don't know who's trying to win or who's not trying to win. You know, like I don't know if the Cowboys are. I don't think they're going to play all their guys, and I hope the Eagles play their guys for a little bit. Uh, maybe not. Not not honestly. I'm not too worried about it though. Now that I think about it, because. More important to not get anyone hurt. I am worried about rust and things of that nature because I don't want them to start slow, but they've played every week and started slow anyway, so I guess there's not really anything you can do about that. i got to get myself to stop talking about the Eagles, but I, you, I, I'm, I'm excited, man. All right, what are you, you going to do? Uh, I'm excited, uh, and I can't wait. I can't wait. This is a team that's won, what, four in a row? Yeah, four-game win streak, four of their last five. You know, since that Giants game, they they are, like I said, they're peaking at the right time, and we have every reason to be excited and excited about the future as well. Which I like I said, we will get to. But let's move on to the Sixers. Uh, our Sixers, you know, a, a little bit of drama this past week with uh, Tobias and you know Danny Green defending him and him saying, "Don't fucking clap, don't fucking clap." Uh, when you know he made a turnaround jumper against I don't know the Garrison Matthews or whoever against the Houston Rockets and. It caused quite the stir. He didn't talk to the media after the game, and uh, all the players and you know the coaches and whatnot have to come out and basically not answer for it, but like, oh, he didn't mean it like that. He, you know, he's upset and whatever. And Tobias isn't a guy that I, uh, you know, it's not his fault the uh, vitriol and whatnot that he's gotten. I mean, he's he has uh, a little bit of rabbit ears, I guess. When uh, you know the fans are booing, he. He's the first one to hear it, the criticism and everything. He, uh, you know, he was the one right after Game Seven put out the Instagram post that was like, you know, we're gonna get this right, Philly, and everything. He said all the right things then, and then, you know, he's kind of, uh, I guess, backtracked a little bit since then in my mind because he had little uh, tidbits and comments um, to the media and whatnot about Ben Simmons, how he was kind of. 
you know, we got to we got to be nicer to people and stuff like that and just stuff that's going to turn off the uh, Philly fan in me that's like you're making 180 million dollars the telling me that I need to be nice, you need to make a shot, you know, like that's that's part of me in there and I think I even said this on Twitter the other day. It's I, I think a lot of this booing and anger is a residual effect from what happened in the playoffs last year. It's just people are not over it. I'm not over it personally. So I imagine there's a lot of other people out there like me who have not let it go yet. And for right or wrong, I'm not saying I, I should have gotten over it by now, right? Maybe, I guess. But I, I haven't. You know, uh, My feelings are still tremendously hurt from that. And I refuse to... Uh, get emotionally invested in this team. Uh, I, I need to I need to see something before I, you know, buy back in. And uh, that that something may be a trade of some sort or a moving of a number twenty five or something. You know, maybe that would be the easiest thing. But right now, I can't get behind a team who is you know handicapped by having a guy that's making thirty five million dollars a year not playing, and another guy who's making in the thirty million dollar section who you know, is struggling the way Tobias Harris has struggled and who has not lived up to his contract other than one season when there was no fans there, you know? So I I, I just struggle to get behind and get super excited about this team specifically other for other than the fact that Joel Embiid's one of the best players on planet Earth. That's the only reason to keep coming through the turnstiles and to keep rooting for this team is Joel Embiid. He came into the season, uh, I don't know not if not in great shape or not healthy, but something was wrong with him. And since then, and you know, he's had the COVID situation and you know, sat out games here and there, and he just like I said, he just didn't look good. I talked about it on here. And now he looks like one of the best players on planet Earth. And he's playing like it every game. And, you know, the last couple games have not been exactly against great uh, team uh, you know, a competition or opponents. But he, they did it against the Nets, and he, he's continued. He did it against the Celtics, you know, who aren't good at it anymore. But Sixers have won five in a row. Beat the Magic last night, and I'm just going to let you know, they beat the Magic, the Rockets, the Nets, you know, who are the best team of that whole crew. The Raptors, who they've struggled against in many years past. And I'm just going to read you all, and the Wizards. So I'm going to read you off some of the stats for your man Joel. Joel had 36 against the Wizards. And against the Raptors, he had 36 and 11. Against the Nets, 34. Rockets. I mean, and that was a game where he didn't even really need to do it. But, you know, a triple-double, 31, 15, and 10. 10 assists for the big man. And then the last night against the Magic, 30, 31, you know? And then he, and last night, the, the rest of it, you know, Tobias actually had a good game last night with 22, 9, and 4. So... That's all you need. Three of six from the three-point line. That that's what we need from Tobias Harris. That that's why people were getting mad at him and booing him. We need him to make shots. I, I saw a lot of people saying, "Well, he can't. It's basketball. You can't control whether these shots are going to go in or go out." And you're right. You can't control if your shots are going to go in or out. And I appreciate because Tobias Harris has never uh, lacked effort. That that's one thing you can say about him. He has never, you know, dogged it or not tried. But you know. Trying is some, you know, when you're making as much money as Tobias Harris, trying isn't just good enough. We need we need performance. We need you to put numbers up. We need you to back up what you're being paid. And that, that right or wrong, that's just the way people feel. And that's, your contract and situation 
matters even more in a cap situation where we can't go out and get other players because you're taking up you know, a large percentage of the cap. We need you to play well. You're a big part of our team. And I think it's people just showing frustration for that. And I think a lot of it is that they, we've seen him play well. We've seen him do things very well. And, and he just sometimes gets in his own head and he's trying to solo back people down when there's, you know, Drummond's down there in the paint. And it's just a lot of uh, stuff where he's better when he's just worried about playing the game, not when he's worried about getting his or scoring so that he can throw it back in the fans' face. And he even said it as much in, uh, I think he talked to the media. Hold on. You know, I, I understand that our, uh, our fan base boos uh, at times. Um you know, and um, they also cheer for us louder than anybody. You know, um, you know, I don't want nobody to get twisted. I love our fan base. Um, I love um, the excitement coming into Wells Fargo Arena. I know they are our six men in helping us. And I also know that, um, you know, with, uh, with cheers, you also, you know, with praise, you also have to be willing to take criticism as well. At that point, I, you know, was completely frustrated for sure, and um, you know, it was just one of one of those things. But uh, obviously, something that I learned from it is just to keep keep it cool all the way around and keep being who I am. You know, I've um, had a uh, what you can call it a, a up and down year for myself thus far, but um, I don't think anybody in that arena is harder on me than I am on myself. And uh, now I understand that, and I want to play the greatest basketball that I can play. And that's just me as a competitive person, whatever it is. And that's all I need. That's it right there. Over, you know? Don't no None of the anger. No, I'm not, no, no one should hold anything against him. The guy just said, hey, man, I was upset. You know, I, I was frustrated. I'm angry at more at my like I'm angry at myself because I haven't I held myself to a higher standard than anyone ever could possibly hold me to and I'm not playing well you know and I'm getting frustrated that moment I was frustrated and you know that's fine the I hear like oh the fans can give it up but they can't take it like it's like no the fans have no problem taking it back but the thing is they're not going to go oh okay like he's upset with it though they're going to tell you to go fuck yourself back that's how this goes you know if you tell us to fuck off, we're going to tell you to fuck off back. We don't hate you. I don't, I, I'm speaking from a personal standpoint. I don't hate Tobias Harris or, you know, I, I, I obviously, we all have our problems with him. We'd like them to play better, whatever. But I, I will never begrudge a guy for being, for holding himself accountable and saying, hey man, you know, I, I, I didn't really play. I haven't been playing well, you know, and I, I, I was mad, you know, and the fans are getting on me and I, you know, like that I can get down with and that I can accept and. That I appreciate Tobias Harris for saying that, and you, you do hope the fans cut him a little bit of a break. I mean, Danny Green's doing his absolute best to try and shield him from criticism. He's saying, you know, you, you shouldn't be booing him that much and be nicer to him. Then he goes out and has a zero 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 performance, and you know that guy is an absolute. He's a bum, dude. I don't like to use that too often, but he, he just is. He's, he can barely move at this point in his career. He's making a ton of money, and he doesn't really provide anything anymore. Uh, you know, 
he, he him missing him in the playoffs last year seemed like a big blow, but I just don't know if that exactly was the reason. You know, I think we had another guy who was lead ballooning us on the floor, but I don't want to even go back there. Let's let's keep moving forward. Uh, you know, good good on Tobias Harris for just admitting, you know, that he wasn't playing well and basically I have to be better. And uh, you know, I was frustrated. You don't have to apologize. You know, there's nothing to apologize for, but I do like explaining yourself and basically not saying, you know. Oh, the fans are being mean to me for no reason, you know, like that, that's, that's what it was kind of like with people were being unjustly rude or mean to him when they're booing him for shooting three of 13 or whatever, his number three of 10, whatever the number was, just wasn't playing well. And people were frustrated by it. If you don't, I don't understand. Booing is a part of the, of the deal here. He even says that they, people boo like for right or for wrong, you can agree or not. I don't understand the discussion about People are just reacting at the game to what they're seeing or what's going on. I, I, I you know, like it, it's people pay the money to go down to the game and, and whether they cheer, like the, the, the people love when they cheer. I don't understand what, what is too much, you know, like what was, so they're not allowed to feel anything, anything negative. If, if they don't like what's happening, they should just sit down and snap their fingers. You know, like, well, what's, are we, are we that soft? That, that's the thing. Oh, the fans are that soft. No, like, are you that soft? There's some people on Twitter, like, acting like booing is, like, the, the worst possible thing that you can do. I just think it's a, it's a, absolutely just a part of it, you know? I, I, and I, I, I understand when, and I also think it's part of it when players tell you to go fuck off. When, like, Embiid's shushing us and telling us to shut up, that's a part of it. When Tobias Harris is telling you, don't fucking clap, that's a part of it. And a part of it also is you being like, yo, Joel, shut up. Yo, Tobias, shut up. Like, we're not... I'm not hating on you, you know, like, you, you just need to play better. I think it's, it goes that simple. It's, I think people just, they ride or die for these, for these teams and for these game. you know, in these games. And sometimes, you know, it just, people get mad at each other. The emotions run high and shit happens, you know? So I'm glad that they've kind of moved past this. And even though like in the midst of a five game win streak, this is co- sort of a conversation and for the Sixers moving forward, they have the Spurs, Rockets, Hornets, Celtics, Heat. You know, like Heat are probably the best team. Yeah, the Heat are definitely the best team that they're going to play in that stretch. And I definitely will be on here before that game happens on September or uh, September, Jesus, uh, January fifteenth. That's a Saturday night at eight o'clock. Uh, probably should be a nationally televised game, but it's not. You know, I don't think they do Saturday nationally televised games. So Sixers are trending in the right direction. Fifth seed right now in the East, and. You know, they're five games out of first place, couple back of the heat. You know, maybe, you know, it, it goes Bulls are the number one seed right now. Uh, Nets, Bucks, Heat, then the Sixers, then the Cavs, then the Raptors and the Hornets. They would play the Heat in the first round at the season ended today. So, you know, and, and there's a lot of time before uh, then and now or now and then. And a big thing if we're, you know, I'll just say it because I think it needs to be said every time that this this team will do nothing in the playoffs until they get rid of uh, Ben Simmons and get something for him to replace that large gaping hole in the middle of our lineup that you can get by with in the re- regular season. But, you know, towards that, <clears throat> towards the playoffs, it's going to it's going to kill them not having that large, uh, you know, money slot, not 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 filled and having to run with, you know, Maxi. I mean, I'm not saying Maxi or any of these guys are bad, but you just you can't be counting on them to run 35, 40 minutes in the playoffs and think it's going to go well when they've had, you know, minimal playoff experience. 
Niang and Korkmaz are already playing tons of minutes. You know, like Korkmaz played like 40 minutes last night. Same with Tobias and everything. It's just they need to now because all these guys are getting in the protocols and whatnot. You had Thibel's out now. Milton hurt his back. So there's a, you know, we we need reinforcements. We do. We just do. And 25 just got uh, engaged to to a, uh, a lovely lady. So, you know, congratulations on that, Mr. 25. But uh, I don't know if he has any business or any uh, thought of coming back now. You know, maybe he's just good on this. He's like, all right, yeah, you know, I mean, I'll just go to become a house husband or whatever. But I see, uh, you know, the Kings are getting a little bit more uh, active, per se. Uh, I see a lot of... Uh, Little articles and uh, headlines saying, oh, you know, maybe the, the, the boys want, you know, Darren Fox might be available or no one's off the table when talking about Ben Simmons with the Sixers. So that's, uh, you know, that's obviously our probably our number one option right now. I know the Jalen Brown thing has kind of subsided, uh, but they still are not doing well uh, record wise. And not, like I just named you all them playoff teams. You didn't hear the Celtics. So. Still early on, obviously, but we're almost halfway through the season, and uh, you know they still have not turned it around. And you know, little infighting and situations going on. Horford, you know, he he's just an absolute team fucking team anchor, uh, bringing you the fuck down, not holding you down. He's bringing you down. So the his the years of his productivity have seemed to go down. Uh, you know, Enos Freedom uh, can't couldn't uh, cover Joel. I don't think Horford can cover Joel anymore, and. I'm not worried about the Celtics, but uh, trade-wise, you know, we'll see it. I really, really, really hope that they take care of this by uh, by February, by the trade deadline. I really don't want them to drag this onto the offseason and waste another year of Joel's prime, uh, his play, like his cha- possibility to win a championship. Like it just needs to get done as soon as possible. And now I'm starting to get angry. And uh, NFT boy needs to make a fucking move before I start getting really upset. The Flyers still stink. Uh, I did want to say that to get that off my chest. They play the Penguins tonight on national TV, I think. I think it's a ESPN Plus or some some game like that. But Flyers are 13, 14, and 6. Uh, I don't know how far out of a playoff spot they are, but they are not. They just got cooked by the Ducks the other night. And, uh, I, you know, you try to watch them. You try to follow them. You try to get, uh, you know, invested in them. I told you before the season I was. And it has just gone, you know. I mean, they're not really that far off of a playoff spot. Now that I look at it, the leader of the wild card is the, or it's the Penguins, but the second, you know, the last playoff spot is the Bruins at 36 points. The Flyers have 32 points, but they also have four more played games in them. So, you know, we're going to need the Bruins to fall off or something, or, or the Flyers to really turn it on here. There's a lot of games left, a lot of game, a lot of hockey to be played, but, uh, you know, firing the coach and everything that's gone down and they just you know a lot of their ryan ellis and stuff have been hurt and never came back so uh, you know and they got provorov and Giroux with uh on protocols so it, it it's just a you know that the flyer season seems lost to me you know really hope hoping against hope i continue to check in on them and watch them you know watch about a period of them uh was it two nights ago tuesday night and had to check out for mental health reasons. Um, can't do that. So maybe the Flyers will turn it around. I do not have faith in them turning it around, though. And uh, I have displayed or uh, voiced my displeasure with the Flyers organization from top to bottom. Uh, the mistakes that are being made and just the 
uh, not only lack of accountability, but just the just there's no one no one's answered for it. You know, there's no one really uh, holding anyone's feet to the fire this the way Mr. Snyder did in the past, and it's just this team has just fallen to the wayside since uh, since his passing, and it's been uh, it's been it's been extremely sad. So, the college football, I do want to talk about that quickly with, um, you know, the college football playoff, uh, Alabama taking care of business against Cincinnati. Cincinnati's defense was pretty good, was able to hold uh, Bryce Young to only like 24 points, but in typical uh, fashion in those uh, games, you know, even though the one side of the ball was able to take care of business, their offense couldn't even barely move the ball, and uh, Cincinnati like couldn't even score any points. Now, Brett Ritter couldn't move the ball, couldn't pick up any first downs, and that that's the thing that did them in. You know, they f- put up a good fight, good for Cincinnati, but ultimately we're going to come up short. Whether that you know, if you know, I'm obviously a big Notre Dame fan. Notre Dame would have been in the same situation, would have done the same thing had they been in that game. So it, there's no uh, sour grapes or at, at, you know hard feelings when you run into Alabama in that one, in that number one game and you know you're up against it they they're easily the best program in the country and what are you going to do you know seriously you got to get lucky you got to have this miracle uh bomb lineup like uh i mean i remember ohio state and when they had zeke and just like these all these nfl players littered throughout your roster that's the only chance you have of beating a uh alabama and since simply Cincinnati's just not. I mean, they had a good secondary, Sauce Gardner and uh, and whatnot, but it's just not enough. You need more. You know, you you, you need elite talent on both sides of the ball. Uh, Georgia has that. Georgia has elite talent on both sides of the ball, but I don't know if it's going to be enough. I think this game will be closer this time. Georgia was able to cook Michigan. Michigan had no business even being in that game. They look they look like a Notre Dame. The same. That, that that's the thing that always bothers me about this. They act like. It's, you know, oh, join a conference. You know, these guys are frauds. Notre Dame's frauds every year. We see this every every year. These other teams make it, too, and they're frauds, too. Okay? You you want to you wanna play that game. Oh, they don't deserve it. We've seen this before. We've seen all the other teams, to, as well. There are two good teams every single year in college football. No matter what, there are two elite college football teams, and they wind up playing in the championship every single year. Those playoff games are formalities every single year. You know, if Alabama's playing Washington or, uh, you know, uh, name it, whoever, whoever it, it, the the obscure team, the Notre Dames of the world or whoever, whoever else makes it Oklahoma, doesn't matter. Oklahoma actually used to put up a, a good fight, you know, so it, it, it at the end, it doesn't really matter. I tried so hard and lost it all. In the end, it doesn't even matter. It doesn't really matter, you know, so. At the end of the day, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? It's the two, the two best teams always wind up playing each other in a national championship. It'll be a great game. I think it'll be a lot closer. Alabama probably should win. I don't see why not. I mean, Stetson Bennett really did not play well in that first in that SEC championship game, and I I expect him to play much better in this one. But I, I you know I just don't I, I don't trust I would not trust. Uh, Georgia to play, you know, like I, I now thinking back about it, like I should have, we should have been firing Georgia Moneyline because they were angry just thinking about how they got worked by Alabama going into that Michigan game. Michigan had no chance whatsoever. Their offense wasn't going to be good enough, and their 
when Georgia got the ball for it, they just came out, pounded right down the right down the field, boom, 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 touchdown. You know that that uh, Brock Bowers is unbelievable. But I love college football. Sad to see the season coming to an end, and looking forward to the national championship. Notre Dame came up short against Oklahoma State in a New Year's uh, New Year's Six game again, uh, which I was very excited about. I was looking forward to because I thought we had a really good chance to win, and we did. We were up twenty-one, and we just collapsed. Our offense couldn't uh, couldn't score, and our defense couldn't stop a nosebleed. And we it gave up thirty unanswered points, I believe, if I remember correctly, and we come up short again on, 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 in a big game. And our, you know, the, the new era, the Freeman era, starts off in, in, uh, in hilarious fashion and embarrassing fashion. And uh, you know, he even made a comment saying that the honeymoon period is over. You're one hundred percent right. It is, man. It is fucking over. And uh, you know, now you now you got a lot of time before you got to play Ohio State next season. That's one of our first games of the season. We'll have to stop uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba. So you know, after he just had three hundred yards against fucking uh, Utah in a game that that was a great Rose Bowl game as well. That was a great day of games. I, that's why college football is awesome. Still, the bowl games, you know, they're they're all still incredible. I know I saw all the people complaining too many bowl games and this stinks, this stinks. It, the bowl season is awesome, and you know it's coming to an end. So let's let's get our last big game of the season, uh, you know, and then we'll have to wait until September before you know we get more college football. And uh, you know, sadly, that's it. So uh, that's going to be the end of the hot take hot box here. Uh, as always, thank you for joining me. Um, we're gonna. I know I, I lied about the. Uh, the we were gonna do the awards. We're gonna do an award show for the MMA. Uh, you know the the Shoulder Strikes MMA podcast. Me and Ty Capone are going to do a show. We're gonna talk about the Jake Paul fight and whatnot, and then we're gonna do our awards for the year of what was the best, what wasn't the best, what we liked, what we didn't like from the 2021 calendar year in the UFC, Bellator. Uh, even boxing, anything, anything that we can think of, it's all on the table, and we will talk about it. Uh, it's either going to be Friday or the beginning of next week. That episode will be out, and uh, I always thank you for joining me, and I always thank you for listening. Uh, as always, comments, concerns, please, uh, anything you think you want to want me to talk about on here that you want me to answer your questions, I would love to do that. Uh, reach out to me on Twitter at Matt McSweeney. Or, you know, email, whatever. You know, I- I'm there, man. You know, at Hot Take Hop or Hot Take Hotbox at gmail.com. You can always reach out to me. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you as always. My name is Matt McSweeney, Hot Take Hotbox.